broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about sustainable practices for edtech in your schools. Check out the social streams for more. This week, I wanted to ask about the features you wish your learning management system had that it doesn't. In the edtech space, we often talk about the dream system that includes everything, but we all know how hard that is to achieve. If you were to have just one or two additional features, what would they be and why? Please share them with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Whiteboard.chat. Whiteboard.chat is the most feature-rich digital whiteboard available right now. And best of all, it's 100% free. Whiteboard.chat was designed by teachers for teachers, and they listen to people and adjust their feature set to suit. Just following them on Twitter for a, a week or two, you can very quickly see how fast they respond to people's requests and build out those features. If you can think of an issue that annoys you about other online whiteboard, you can pretty much guarantee that whiteboard.chat has addressed that problem and then some. You can add an almost dizzying array of media types. For example, you have the option to add things like dice that you can roll to pick who goes next, or even a calculator that allows students to solve math problems. You can add voice recordings to give students audio instructions for assignments or projects that will show up immediately on their boards, or directly embed websites that students can access without ever leaving the whiteboard.chat interface. When you click on an individual board, you'll also have the option to join that board. And once you're in, you can leave students with immediate feedback or help them with their work. Students can also raise a digital hand to let you know they need extra support or to tell you that they've finished a task. Whiteboard.chat has an embedded polling and Q&A feature, and you can do things like freeze boards temporarily if you need to get students' attention, as well as add timers to boards and lock items on the background so students can't move them on their end. You can even save boards and reuse them again and again, and you can come back to them at a later time. And once again, it's 100% free to use. If you haven't explored whiteboard.chat yet, you should. At EduSpark, we've integrated whiteboard.chat seamlessly into the adult learning experience with some exciting deep integration features coming soon too. The team is so easy to work with, and they listen. Watch this space. This team is going places, and you'll continue to do things that'll help teachers. Jump on board today. I highly recommend that you take a look at whiteboard.chat. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about sustainability with EdTech in your school. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about learning management systems, or LMSs. Learning management systems could and should be the most important systems in our school. However, finding the right LMS in your school is a challenge. What schools are most interested in 
as it pertains to learning management systems, is a single shared ecosystem that unifies educators, students, and parents. As an ex-director of technology in a large school, I've seen my fair share of systems that have been used well and poorly, and some systems that listen to schools and others that don't. When schools begin their research in the LMS space, it's easy to quickly become overwhelmed with the amount of available products, all with their distinct and most notable features. While there seems to be no clear winner in this space yet, some market leaders include Canvas by Instructure, Schoology, Schoolbox out of Australia, Firefly out of the UK, and D2L Brightspace. Whichever product ends up being selected, it'll be important to stay focused on how this new system will fit into your current school ecosystem. Here are some top tips for being successful with choosing the right LMS for your school. Number one, your new LMS must be user-friendly. While certain learning management systems boast a high number of features and capabilities, it'll be important to stay focused on the user experience. For this system to be successfully adopted and utilized, it will need to be easy to use and intuitive for your stakeholders. Creating a must-have list that considers all important stakeholders will be key to making an informed criterion decision. Get your team that represents stakeholders to produce this and present it to shortlisted providers. Number two, your new LMS should align with your school's goals and technology strategy. While many schools don't currently have a tech strategy that's aligned to schools' learning goals, it'll be important to start thinking through what this may look like at your site. We've talked about this over previous weeks, so go back and listen to previous episodes or reach out to us to get some insights. Selecting an LMS that can provide the framework to bring your school's goals and technology strategy to fruition is key. Can you present an example of a good or bad alignment? Think about this as a team and have this ready to share with your shortlisted LMS companies. Number three, your new LMS should provide efficiency to teaching and learning. While teacher efficiency should not be the lead driving force in your system selection, it should definitely be high on your selection criteria. Your faculty will thank you for this. Again, an example of an efficient process or inefficient process is key. Number four, your new LMS must integrate with other services and tools. It is helpful to think of a learning management system as a tool belt, a system that can integrate with a variety of other external digital tools. This integration can provide a seamless and efficient experience for students, teachers, and parents. Also, if your LMS integrates with your school's student information system, or SIS, that's another major plus and something to ask about in your meetings with potential providers. Number five, before selecting a new LMS, get feedback from your faculty and students and the wider global community. Before committing to a single platform, it's wise to do your research on a variety of the market leaders and LMSs. Have your teachers trial these systems in their classrooms with their students, ask parents, and have a structured pilot program with built-in time for group sharing and collaboration. This will only help to inform your final selection. If you need help, support, advice, or just to be connected to the right people within some of these LMS companies, I've worked with many of them in the past, and I can help save you time. Don't hesitate to reach out, and we can connect you directly and give you the tips and advice needed to make the right decisions.
I'm always curious to hear the systems you use too, whether they've been successful or not. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Jennifer Bloomingdale. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Jennifer Bloomingdale, who you might know as at BloomingEDU on Twitter. Jennifer is an experienced educator and longtime connection of mine who is inspirational in the space of instructional coaching, designing, and implementing learning experiences, in particular for adult learners. Jennifer is an instructional designer at eduspark.world and brings a wealth of experience as the platform builds out high-quality, curated learning experiences for educators everywhere. Jennifer is a professional development and learning specialist and is highly sought after for her work in this space. Jen, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I am very excited. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Sure. So like you mentioned, I'm an instructional designer here at ED, at, with EDU Spark, and I have the honor of working with creators who want to share their knowledge in the EDU Spark platform. Um, and that's really what inspires me. When I get to talk with them and work with them, they're excited. They're excited about what they're sharing, um, excited about what they do, and it's impossible not to feel that excitement with them. And I usually get off those calls so inspired um, and just, I know I've said excited so many times, but excited about what they're building in the space. That's amazing, Jen. And the, the quality of the people that you're talking to in this, it just blows my mind. The conversations that we get to have with leading experts all over the world. I'm not surprised that you're excited about it. Uh, you know, I'm super excited about hearing about all the things that you're doing too. Tell us about your passion for professional learning and instructional design. Why do you do what you do? So I guess it's kind of a roundabout way that I landed here. Um, I was kind of coerced into my first presentation that I gave where I shared what I was doing in the classroom and I kind of fell in love with it. And I was always someone that was quiet, <laughs> but I really fell in love with sharing the process and what I was doing. And then with instructional design, it was when I was in the classroom, on top of being with my students, it was planning the learning experiences for them. It was like the different pieces of the puzzle. And I loved watching it all come together and watching it unfold with my students. So I've kind of, I guess, combined that in my passion for professional learning and instructional design. And even as a classroom teacher, I was trying to move towards those student-centered practices. And I've, I've tried to build that into any professional learning that I facilitate because that's where that excitement comes in and the engagement. It's putting all those pieces together and having that opportunity to support others as they share their knowledge and their expertise and build their learning. I love that. And 
you know, you mentioned the work you're doing with eduspark.world and I'd love to learn a little bit more about that and share that to the audience as well, the work that you're doing. What excites you about this project and, and what makes this space different and unique? So what really excites me is all of the possibilities that EDU Spark holds for connecting educators from all over the world. All of the ideas that we've been talking through and different types of ways for people to interact with each other, to collaborate, to build with each other. I just feel like the more we talk about it, the more ideas and possibilities come. And two, it, with all of those ways for people to connect and collaborate is that opportunity for more and more people to be heard and share what they do. And I feel like with everything going on in our world that we're all experiencing together, this is you know, the best time for us to be having these conversations and working together and get as many opinions and thoughts and ideas out as we can. And then uh, which actually that's kind of what makes this different for me from, uh, or makes it unique is the amount of voices and perspectives that EDU Spark is bringing to the space and bringing together that collective knowledge that's there is so inspiring. And, you know, it, it, it brings me hope that education is changing for the better to meet the needs of our educators and our students. Um, and I feel like EDU Spark is a wonderful place for that to happen. I, yeah, it really makes me smile to hear that, Jen, as well, because, you know, the, to see the work and energy that's going on behind the scenes to make this something unique and different uh, and engaging. And then the output of that, seeing how many teachers and schools are now engaging in this learning space, uh, it really gets me excited about the future of where we're going with this as well. So thank you for all of your work you put in. We can't wait to continue to share it uh, out to the world. So thinking about you know the work you're doing, Jen, and the work that you're amazing at doing, what's your next big goal in your career? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't been able to do yet? So it's, as I think about this question, I want to say, well, I'm here, right? Like this is, I, I, I know I've said this so many times, but I love what I do with EDU Spark. So as I think about it though, one thing that's kind of always been in the back of my mind is um, a retreat for educators. Um, and I have this vision of just combining SEL, ed tech, and then personalized learning experience based on their interests, interest, time to be outside, time to explore, and maybe time to just be, <laughs> you know, not, not a full on conference, but a retreat um, where they can walk away feeling refreshed, but also having gained some knowledge that they can bring back to their classroom. So I'd say that might be my next goal. At the same time, I, I feel pretty content with where I am. <laughs> it sounds really exciting. You know, the, the whole retreat idea, my mind's buzzing a little bit now, just thinking about the possibilities of what that could be. It's so cool. Let's, um, Jen, let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head uh, and a little bit of a why. Let's do it. What is your hashtag one word for 2021? I would say joy, because as we continue to find our way through this pandemic, I have a much greater appreciation for those little moments of joy. And I kind of feel like EDU Spark can support that further for educators and creators. Awesome. What's your favorite EdTech book or resource? Um, I have to say, and this is kind of broad, I would say Twitter and Facebook, you know, following a variety of voices and seeing their ideas. That's where I get most of my inspiration and ideas from lately. And how long have you been connected in that space for, Jen? Just sort of jumping on that question, you know, you and I met on there um, and I feel like we've known each other for years. Like, what brought you into that space? 
I, you know, it was probably, oh my goodness, I've probably been there for over 10 years now. Um, when it, I think I joined when I was in the classroom. Um, and I go through phases where I'm active and quiet, active and quiet. Um, but yeah, I think I've been there over 10 years, I would say. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and I agree. I couldn't agree more that, that if Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn for me are places where I get so much information uh, from and get to connect with incredible people as well. So fully endorse that. What is your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try? Um, I would say on a daily basis, I use Google Workspace for just about everything um, that I'm sure a lot of listeners are using. Um, and lately, Padlet has been my go-to. Um, just the possibilities for how it can be used, what can be integrated into it. Um, I'd say those are my two go to lately. That's awesome. And I've seen the use of Padlet a lot. You know, I used to use it in my classroom and in my school a lot, all the time, actually. And I've seen it in many schools and, and a lot of our EduSpark courses as well. You know, what's the benefit of Padlet? I think it's the the versatility of it. You know, you can be used in so many different ways. Um, and EduSpark, we're using it as kind of a discussion board, you know, for people to interact with one another. Um, it can be used to, there's even a timeline option, there's maps options, there's um, different layouts, there's almost like a mind mapping. You know, it can be almost, students can use it as a portfolio, or you can use it as a, um, KWL chart, there's just, my mind's buzzing because there's so many possibilities um, and teachers, educators are using it in so many different ways. Um, and it's actually, that's the first course I myself am writing for EDU Spark is Padlet in the Classroom. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. That's really cool. Looking forward to seeing that up really soon. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career? I'd have to say it's journaling. I journal every single morning and it's a mix of personal, professional goals, to-dos, but I have to say that's been the most powerful for me. I love it. Uh, I love everything you've shared. So much inspiration and ideas here, Jen. What's the best way for the listeners to follow and connect with you? Um, Twitter, like we mentioned, um, at BloomingEDU. And I've just started showing up on LinkedIn more as well. Nice. That's cool. We'll make sure the links to all of those are in the podcast notes below as well. Jen, thank you so much for your time today. Great. Thank you for having me. Next week, join me for episode 75 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the brilliant Summer Howarth. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last episode, I gave away three copies of Zoe Wiles' latest book. To win, you need to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winners have already been contacted directly by me, and they are Dawn Dickerson, Sam Burrows, and Brad Cates. Congratulations, Dawn, Sam, and Brad. This week, I'm giving away a seat in the EduSpark Professional Learning Portal valued at $200 US for one year of unlimited learning at eduspark.world. To win this prize, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 1st of December and the winner will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and families. 
Please remember to spend two minutes to rate this podcast too so we can reach even more people and edtech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.